0: Wednesday, April 8th, 2020. This is Born the Battle. I'm your host Marine Corps veteran Tanner Iskra. Coronavirus COVID update number five. Hope everyone is safe and healthy and taking heed to CDC's social distancing policy. I just want to get on here and pass as much info as I can. And later we'll hear from Army veteran Chad Butters, who is doing what he can. He quickly switched the mission of his distillery and turned it into a sanitizer manufacturing center. And he gives some great updates on that entire industry. But first, I want to tell you that the VA has two new websites that you should be taking a look at. There is now a mental health page specifically for coronavirus. It is mentalhealth.va.gov forward slash coronavirus. On it, you'll find resources like tips to manage stress. VA's Moving Forward course that is designed to help you to identify your own personal stressors and how to help mitigate those stresses. A link to the National Center for PTSD Guidance on Managing Stress and a link to CDC's guidance to COVID-19 mental health support systems. There are also reminders on there like avoid too much news, no kidding, stay connected to friends and family. And if you're going to find sources of information, stay informed using official sources like the VA, like this podcast and the CDC. Again, that site is mentalhealth.va.gov forward slash coronavirus. Another website you should look up and get your pen out ready because it's important for a lot of veterans. It's myhealth.va.gov forward slash mhv hyphen portal hyphen web forward slash ss 20200401 zero two zero 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 hyphen medication hyphen refills hyphen coronavirus. On that page is a blog that tells you how you can refill medications either online or with the new RX Refill mobile app by telephone or by mail with either a portal or an online link on how to do each. So important for those that are having to shelter in place but need their medication. Also, this came out of the official Twitter of the VA's National Veterans Sports Program at Sports for Vets with the number four. VA's Golden Age games scheduled for June 22nd through the 27th and the wheelchair games scheduled for July 3rd through the 8th have been officially canceled over COVID-19 concerns. The tweet that was dated on April 2nd said that the plans are in place to bring both events back to Madison and Portland in 2021. Okay, we've got two COVID-related news releases to bring to you. First one is VA New Jersey Healthcare System East Orange Campus to assist COVID-19 response. The U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs opened 20 beds, 15 acute care, and 5 intensive care at its East Orange New Jersey Medical Center on April 1st to non-veteran critical and non-critical COVID-19 patients to help assist the northern New Jersey region in its COVID-19 response efforts. The VA's decision comes in response to a request the department received from FEMA and the state of New Jersey. VA's decision was made after determining this action would not negatively impact veteran care. And finally, and this is a big one, VA extends the financial benefits and claims relief to veterans. The Department of Veterans Affairs announced on April 3rd, my birthday, a number of actions to provide veterans with financial benefits and claims help amid VA's COVID-19 response. The financial relief actions include the following until further notice. Suspending all actions on veteran debts under the jurisdiction of the Treasury Department. And suspending collection action or extending repayment terms on pre-existing VA debts as the veteran prefers. For benefit debts, veterans can contact the VA Debt Management Center at 1-800-827-0648. For health care debts, veterans can contact the Health Resource Center at 1-888-827-4817. The benefits and claims relief actions include giving the veterans the option to submit their paperwork late for the following actions, perfecting claims, challenging adverse decisions, submitting notices of disagreement, and submitting substantive appeals, and responding to supplemental statements of the case. Veterans requesting claim extensions can simply submit them with any late-filled paperwork, and veterans do not not have to proactively request an extension in advance. For added convenience, VAs will also accept typed and digital signatures instead of wet signatures on its forms. Those with any questions on any of this can call 1-800-827-1000. Some great news, and I hope to go in-depth with this a little bit more. Uh, with maybe a subject matter expert in the very near future. Also in this release, there are some Board of Veteran Appeals information. For veterans who have been diagnosed with COVID-19 and need immediate action on their appeals, as opposed to filing an extension, the Board of Veterans Appeals will advance their appeal on docket, otherwise known as an AOD. To apply for an advance on docket, go to bva.va.gov forward slash customerservice.asp. So a lot of info, Uh, a great thing about a podcast. You have the ability to go backward. All right. Finally, in all the news going on, every once in a while, you come across a story that hopefully can inspire others. Uh, I know this one inspired me. No matter what you, you have a talent in this world. You do. And sometimes all you need is to figure out how to best use that talent for the situation at hand. Retired Army Chief Warrant Officer Chad Butters owns A. Oaks Distillery up in New Tripoli, Pennsylvania. And he was one of the first to turn his distillery into a sanitizer manufacturing center after he witnessed all the hoarding that was going on in his community. We were able to catch up with him this week, and well, in addition to giving us an on-the-ground update on how dire the sanitizer situation is for first responders, for the medical community, for everyone, he's got a message for all of us. Here, take a listen. So, Chad. First of all, thanks for being on board the battle. Uh, when I first saw your story on CNN, I saw. I mean, that was within the first couple of days of everything happening. How did they find you so quick?
1: Yeah, that was. Uh, it was pretty incredible, and I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I think social media just. You know, sometimes there actually is this whole concept of going viral, right? I yeah. Think that's that's what happened there because Sunday night. Uh, we sent that Facebook post out saying we were going to take action on this. And uh, by, you know, Tuesday, I believe, uh, CNN had a crew here. Um, Tuesday. They, they essentially, yeah, I believe it was Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, yeah, within, you know, within 36 hours, there's a CNN crew here, and they basically followed us around all day that day. So, Uh, yeah, I think just timing things all kind of came together at the right time.
0: Incredible. Um, Army veteran, correct? Retired Chief One Officer?
1: That's a fact.
0: Chad, tell me about your operation, what you guys are doing out there in Pennsylvania, what you were doing before this, and what you're doing now. Why did CNN come in the first place?
1: So what we did is uh, right after uh, my retirement, we started this business here in New Tripoli, Pennsylvania. It's a farm distillery, so we grow wheat, rye, corn, and barley, and then Turn that into bourbon and rye whiskey, vodka, gin, and a whole lot of other stuff. Um, so we're about a little over four years old now, uh, and as this coronavirus thing, you know, was in the news really since what, you know, January. I guess you kind of started seeing it pop up, and yeah, and then it became more and more apparent that it, you know this was going to be something that we were all going to have to react to. Uh, and so uh, as as we got into mid March, it was you know very obvious that. This is going to have a direct impact on you know on us individually and our business and you know our community and our country and all that. So uh, there was just a moment in time there, um, somewhere around the 13th or so of March, that we we were just kind of thinking about things and, and what it meant to us and 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 how we can kind of be proactive, you know what could we do to take action in this particular moment you know with with what we had as far as our assets and resources and you know skill sets and yeah. equipment and you know how could we activate that into something good and and our vision mission and and values of our company are really just you know at the heart of everything we do is is being a positive impact on our community and and so we were just trying to figure out how can we be uh, you know an active part of this instead of just letting this thing bulldoze us um and it was apparent that hand sanitizer uh was being hoarded and kind of uh you know the price was being driven up the the day i looked at it the price was three hundred and twenty dollars an ounce online for Jeez. hand sanitizer uh, and that's where i was like okay this is ridiculous and hand sanitizer is nothing more than high proof alcohol and a couple other small ingredients you know and that's it and so you know, I think we can make it. And so we just made the decision, kind of right then and there, that we would go ahead and and do whatever it took uh, to make hand sanitizer. So we made an announcement to our our crew that we were going to be shutting down our operations as far as you know our tasting room, bar area, yeah, uh, bottle sales, all of that, and we were going to just uh, kind of focus all our resources on on the hand sanitizer project and really not knowing, um, the criticality of the, of the demand of this particular product. Um, uh, really not until the last week has that become apparent. Uh,
0: That's amazing. How were you able to pivot to hand sanitizer so quickly?
1: Well, it, it, it really is just the hardest part about hand sanitizer is making the alcohol and the alcohol takes, you know, it takes us about a week to go from grain to glass. Mm. Um, and, and it's a big, you know, it's a process. You've got to have equipment, uh, specialized equipment in order to do that. Uh, but after the alcohol, which we do that every single day, and, uh, you know, as far as making hand sanitizer, it's just taking that alcohol at the end of the distillation and mixing it with some hydrogen peroxide and some glycerin. Yeah. And that's all there is. That's all there is to it. So it, it's very straightforward. You just have to, there's a different supply chain that you have to come up with as far as bottles and labels and ingredients, and there's a slightly different process, Um, but other than that, it it is is very straightforward, and luckily we had, you know, guidance from the World Health Organization on exactly what this formula should be in order for it to be effective and and all of that, so it wasn't just us kind of arbitrarily making up some concoction.
0: Very good. Very good. Um, So you started this around March 12th, March 13th. This will come out about, this interview will come out about the first week of April. Um, How much have you made since you've started and and looking at when this gets released?
1: Yeah. So thinking about, uh, you know, the first of April right now, what we've done is just, you try to piecemeal the supplies together to create as much as you can right out of the gate. So we've probably put out 5,000 bottles at this point. Oh my gosh. Um as, as we record this right now, we're we're waiting on uh what is supposed to be delivered is about 8,000 gallons worth of um some ingredients that we need and that will allow us to immediately scale up to produce about 12 to 15,000 bottles a day.
0: Oh my gosh. Um,
1: yeah, so that's that's what our intention is, and and really that's all based on this demand, um, and it's so much different and so much more than just consumer demand. This is this is people that have a critical need for this sanitizer, and I'm talking about COVID testing and treatment sites, um, health networks, first responders, U.S. Postal Service, DOD, Department of Homeland Security. All of these folks uh, require, and and in, you know critical uh, corporations as well, Nestle Water making you know the water that is being pushed out to people that need it. Uh, these are these are people that have to do their job in order to uh, keep our society functioning. Even in
0: those making ventilators right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, there's yeah. people out there doing this stuff, and they have to have hand sanitizer. Uh, and you know the biggest frustration for me right now is this supply chain is is very difficult to to get up and running. And so you kind of get a you'll get a little bit and you'll be able to push out a little bit of of uh, product, and then you'll get a little bit more and be able to push out a little bit more. So the most frustrating piece to me is just talking to all of these people and and hearing the urgency in their voice and how desperately they need this stuff and us, you know, having to say we're going to help you but we just can't help you yet, you know, as soon as the these supplies get here we'll push out more as, soon, as fast as we can. So
0: the demand right now is more than the supply chain.
1: Oh my gosh, it, it by mm-hmm. by a, a, I can't even I can't even imagine the multiple. I mean, I'm I'm really really serious when I say that uh, it is a very critical shortage in, in exceptionally critical uh, areas that absolutely require it uh, and, and desperately need it. So, yeah, this is, this is very much a mission for us and for our, for our crew at, at this point. We consider ourselves a mission-critical organization, uh, and we take this job very, very seriously at this point to do the best we can to get this out as quickly as we can uh, to the folks that need it.
0: It, you know, when I, I watched that CNN piece, it seemed like it was more of a local area type of thing. But since then, it sounds like it has just scaled up to just immense, like, nation-worldwide demand that you've got now.
1: There, there is definitely nationwide demand. We we do get, um, you know, um, requests from all over the United States and, and, frankly, from around the world at this point. But our, we had to go back and kind of clarify our mission because, you know, one thing we don't want to do is be overwhelmed by events. Right. And kind of almost be dead in the water because there's so much to do. So our mission is to provide sanitizer to those in need. And we're starting with a local mission critical, uh, you know, organizations that are out here right here, you know, directly in our vicinity. And then we'll continue to work out from that, you know, in kind of concentric circles, uh, and, and we'll we'll keep making this and keep pushing it out as quickly as we can uh, until there's just simply no more demand. And, and certainly we're aware of and, and, and happy for um, the fact that there are a lot of other companies out there now uh, making hand sanitizer, and, and it's necessary. I mean, the more the merrier. Uh, I hope yeah. that everybody succeeds in getting out as much as they possibly can, because the demand is just overwhelming.
0: You know i i I look at nine eleven I look at times like this and it's 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 a time that you know it's they're unfortunate times, but it's also it's also a time that where you see where America can come together
1: oh no doubt yeah
0: now uh, is it true that you're 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 not charging people or companies for the hand sanitizer that you're making how are you able to get by? Are you taking donations? yeah,
1: that's, yeah, that's a great point so yes, we started this whole thing out um as a donation only um function we have had. Uh, an incredible outpouring of support across the nation, uh, going to our website and donating. Um, since then, uh, we're able to, you know, utilize that uh, those donations to generate, you know, the bottles that we've generated so far, and and many more now. We've got more donations in that will sustain this for some period of time. So at this point, what's become apparent is. Um, we There's no way to meet the demand on donations alone. What we're going to do is we're going to use those donations. Uh, we'll donate all of the any product that those donations make will be donated for free to nonprofits, first responders, those that need it and can't afford it. So all of that is going to be absolutely donated for free. And then there's other organizations out there that need this uh, critically and they can afford to help uh, offset the cost. So they you know they'll contribute uh, a little bit more maybe so that we can continue uh, this whole cycle of, of getting more and more product out to those that need it, regardless of whether you you have the ability to uh, pay for it or not. You're, if you need hand sanitizer, get in hand sanitizer. So um, what's been awesome to watch? is the community whether that's the business community or individuals uh step up and where they can step up and make donations or say hey we'll buy uh x amount of cases and we want to pay you this much money for it so you continue the the project um or if it's uh, businesses that uh are reaching out and they see that we need a forklift and they offer hey we can you know we're a forklift company and we can get you a forklift (laughs) and and uh provide it for free and or we're wow. a trucking company, and we can we can get you some you know some transportation for free. I mean, we really do get an incredible outpouring from um, uh, everyone around us, wherever, however they can help. They're they're anxious to do just that.
0: Incredible, yeah. incredible, Chad. What compelled you to do this in the first place?
1: It's an interesting time right now, isn't it? Because typically, when you have a you know a, a catastrophe or some national emergency or something like that, or even more local. Uh, it, it's, it's always people coming together that solve the problem. It's always physically. They come together and they build a house or they come together and they make food for people or they come together and they, you know, help, uh, you know, transport people to safety or whatever. In this in this particular environment that we're in, that's exactly the opposite of what is uh, productive, right? You you don't want to gather as as people. So what do you do? And you know, I always just go, again, you go back to what what is your purpose? What is your mission? And how can you uh, how can you effectively execute that under these conditions? And maybe it is something as simple as. Uh, you know, making a phone call and making a contribution to a nonprofit that is doing good work that you appreciate, or, uh, you know, maybe it's just deciding that, hey, when all this blows over, I'm going to volunteer more of my time uh, to my community, to you know, for whatever you're passionate about. Um, but yeah. I think it all starts with purpose. You know, what is your purpose, and what do you find important, and and how can you translate your skills that you've um, you know built up over the years and and have a have a positive impact on your community.
0: Very good. All right, Chad, this is your time. Take one minute. Take five minutes. What message do you have for veterans who are listening, who might be listening to this, or other fellow distilleries or other fellow veteran-owned businesses? Uh, uh, floor is yours.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I think personally I would have to say, you know, thank you to uh, all of these community members uh, that come together in these desperate times and want to contribute and want to make a difference and just want to be part of the solution in any way, shape or form. So we see examples of that every single day, Uh, whether those are veteran owned businesses or veterans uh, themselves making contributions or, you know, frankly, there's. We were We were just going over some mail this morning. My daughter is our general manager. She brought in the mail this morning. Yeah. And uh, we received many letters from veterans that are just uh, taking time out of their day to just you know say thanks and, uh, and that they appreciate what we're doing. Wow. and you know when you're when you're getting kicked around on a daily basis, trying to make this happen and trying to scale this up, there's a whole lot of frustrations, you know, as you go, <laughs> and so even just you know people having words of encouragement is exceptionally helpful uh, to to the entire crew, you know. So it's just it, any time that you have these situations where you're in a crisis, um, you see people that step up, and and you know I'm I'm really proud. Uh, to to be associated with so many that have and that continue to. So, um, you know, it's just, it's our pleasure to, to be part of it. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds.
0: This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there.
1: We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans.
0: I want to thank Chad for taking the time out of his extremely busy schedule to talk with us. For more information on what A. Oaks Distillery is doing, you can visit them at aoksdistillery.com. There you can also find all their social media handles. That's all I got today. For more information on VA and coronavirus, visit va.gov forward slash coronavirus. Everything that is out from the VA concerning this current pandemic is on that page. In addition, for more information on not only coronavirus, but all things VA, visit blogs.va.gov and follow us on social media Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Rally Point, DEPT Vet Affairs, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, no matter the social media, you can always find us with that blue check mark. Stay safe, stay healthy, call your loved ones, and we'll see you right here on Monday. Take care.